Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. This is a tremendous exciting day to have one of the most major embassies that we have anywhere in the world make this uh, green transition. You know... I was trying to find a better audio version. I couldn't. But when you have the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, just overjoyed uh, that uh, the embassy and consulate in Japan are going to go green. That's what he's focused on. It's very hard to operate a nation when you don't have adults in charge. It's very, very difficult. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. I have got a host of stuff. And I I hope you don't mind. Like, I may go rapid fire just through a a remarkable amount of of nonsense here. The question before us is, do I or do I not start with Joy Reid. Ah! I mean, it's up to you. It's it's up to you. know what? You know what? I'll ease into it. I'll ease into the Joy Reid. I'll start uh, with um, Elon Musk telling Tucker Carlson, oh, yeah, federal government was reading your direct messages on Twitter. Uh, the, the, the degree to which uh, various government agencies had effectively had full access to everything that was going on on Twitter uh, blew my mind. Um, I was not aware of that. Would that include people's DMs? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, because the DMs are not encrypted. So one of the first, you know, one of the things that we're about to release uh, is the ability to encrypt your DMs. That's pretty heavy duty, though, because a lot of well-known people, reporters talking to their sources, government officials, the richest people yeah. in the world, sure. they're DMing each other. And the assumption, obviously, it was incorrect, but was that that's private, but that was being read by various governments? Uh, yeah, that seems to be, yes. It's scary. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, so, yeah. What Twitter was doing before Elon Musk was despicable. And if anybody's upset with Twitter now, it's laughable. All right, you can discuss a policy about either, why are you sending out this warning? Why are you allowing this to be shared? Twitter is a much better organization than it was under Jack Dorsey. And Jack Dorsey is to be blamed. He could have fixed this. He could have changed this. He chose not to. Because he didn't want to fight. Because he didn't want to be seen as the bad guy. Elon Musk is discussing how Twitter is really going to try and slim down and maybe keep like 20% of their staff. I, I mean, I really get most of my news from Twitter at this point. It is the number one news news source, I think, uh, in the world at this point. What percentage of your staff did you fire at Twitter? One of the great business stories of the year. <laughs> I think we're about, we're about uh, 20% of uh, the original size. Uh, so 80% left? Uh, yes. So... I mean, a lot of people voluntarily. Sure, sure, sure. But but it's 80% are gone from the day you took That's correct, yes. So how do you run the company with only 20% of the staff? 
Uh, it turns out uh, you don't need uh, all that many people to run Twitter. But 80%? That's a lot. Um, yes. Uh, over, I mean, if you're, if you're not trying to run some sort of uh, glorified activist organization uh, with, with, and you don't care that much about censorship, then uh, you can really let go of a lot of people, it turns out. Yep. And we're better off for it. The people who still scream and still yell about how dare Elon Musk and look what he's done and the threat against humanity. Just embarrassing. Shameful. We should be thankful that Elon Musk has done this. We should be thankful that Elon Musk has shown what it is we already knew. But proof is, of course, extraordinarily important. Then there is uh, Representative, not Representative, uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary of Homeland Security. Now, as I have been stating, uh, next week I'll be down at the southern border. We've got interviews with Border Patrol. We're going to walk the border. We're going to get to some of the checkpoints. I am hoping to be able to do as much with Border Patrol as they will let me. And I would argue, I guess, as much as they can safely let me. But if I can do ride-alongs, I I don't even know what's allowed and what's not. I'm going to ask everyone I can for permission to do the things. I'm doing the things. Now... Am I going to go patrolling within certain zones? No, and they're not going to let me. And I don't think I should. Because unless I'm going to be well-armed, no shot. Which is a frightening thing to say about our own border. Our own border, we have to be well-armed? How in the world do we allow this to last as long as it does? How could we even think about not being stronger, being better, being more prepared. Senator Hawley speaking to Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, pulling no punches. You changed Title 42. You allowed hundreds of thousands of migrant children to come across the border, and then you made it worse. When they became a political crisis for you, when that huge surge of kids across the border because you changed Title 42, when it became an optics crisis, what did you do? You began pressuring officials and agencies to skip the vetting process and get these kids out as soon as possible to sponsors who weren't vetted. Here's the times again. As shelters filled with children, the administration began loosening vetting restrictions and urging case managers to speed the process along. You have at every stage facilitated this modern-day indentured servitude of minor children. Why should you not be impeached for this? Senator, I I look forward to discussing this issue further because you are um, misstating the facts uh, so uh, terribly. I I am reading you the facts from articles in the news, and your usual modus operandi is what you're doing again today, which is to deny, deny, deny. Why have you permitted 345,000 children to come into this country unaccompanied? Why have you permitted thousands of them to be abused and exploited? That buzzing was from the audio. That wasn't you. Your, your radio's not going crazy. You're not having a flashback. You're fine. 
But Mayorkas accepts no responsibility, which is fine because Joe Biden doesn't put any responsibility on him. Just keep moving towards a more open border society. Certainly not towards a safer society for the American people. No, no, no. That's that's right out, I tell you. Right out. Senator, what we do is we enforce the law. But let me just say this. <laughs> You're yes. not. It is stunning to me, stunning to hear you say that the prior administration reunited children with their parents. Oh, I see. When so this fact, is their fault? When so fact, you're not going to take any responsibility for the indentured servitude and exploitation of children that is happening on your watch. A moment ago, you were crowing about the fact that you treated children so well, and yet we find tens of thousands of children who are forced to work as slaves because of your policies, and you turn around and blame a prior administration. Mr. Secretary, this is par for the course for you. You do it every time you appear before this committee. You do it every time you appear before Congress. I, for one, am sick and tired of it, and thousands of children are in physical danger, danger, because of what you are doing. You should have resigned long ago, and if you cannot change course, you should be removed from office. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, but he doesn't worry about it. This gets said every single time, and he just goes about doing his thing. And we continue not to care. I cannot wait to get down there and ask these questions. I cannot wait to be able to get down there and really talk to people about what it is that they're experiencing, what it is that they're hearing, what they actually need, how much of what we hear is complete and total bluster, And how much of it is, my gosh, we are really and truly screwed. And then there's education. With the education secretary, uh, uh, Miguel Cardona, who really is opposed to school choice. The Washington, D.C. opportunity scholarships, Mm -hmm. are you supportive of that? Effort. You know, I, I certainly want to make sure we support the students that are in the program now, but, sir, I don't believe federal dollars should be used for voucher programs. So you're opposed to that? I, I don't want to. I want to make sure the students that are in the program now are supported, um, but I don't believe in using federal dollars to support voucher programs. The Secretary of Education does not believe that you as a parent should choose what's best for your kid, what school is best for your kid. And in case there was any doubt, here he was the day before. So what we're doing is, number one, calling out uh, the hypocrisy, calling out what we believe is the strategy to try to disrupt public schools so that a private school sounds better. And we want to provide vouchers for that. So he opposes vouchers, not just because he doesn't believe you as a parent should be able to choose what's best for your kid. He doesn't want vouchers because he doesn't want anything upsetting the traditional school system, which means he doesn't want the money to change. He doesn't care about students. This whole idea about supporting the students already in the program is laughable. He doesn't give a damn about students. He cares about teachers and administrators who donate to the causes he likes, making sure that they get this free supply of money. Our money, your money. That's what he cares about. 
was a remarkable one-two punch. And the honesty of this, I mean, listen to it again. So what we're doing is, number one, calling out uh, the hypocrisy, calling out what we believe is the strategy to try to disrupt public schools so that a private school sounds better and we want to provide vouchers. You mean parents who are upset with the critical race curriculum being taught, upset with the wokeness, upset with administrators who hide from parents what's going on with their children regarding pronouns, pronouns that are pushed on the kids. That's disrupting the system, and that's all political agenda to make the private schools look good by comparison. It has nothing to do with the school districts that lie to parents and parents saying, well, I've had enough of this crap. Wow, that's some spin. It's also um, a, a really important look at how well it's working. How speaking out is working, but it's it's not all working. I, if you want to read an article that will absolutely make you stop in your tracks. Um, Over at National Review, I certainly don't agree with everything the National Review guys say. Um, His his name is Stanley Kurtz. And Stanley Kurtz's conversation in an article entitled The Blue State Education Nightmare. Uh, Kurtz is a senior fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center. I don't know Stanley Kurtz, but my God, I'm going to do the interview. Um, it's, it's, it's a long piece. It's a long, long piece. It is also a frightening, ugly piece about education in Rhode Island, Illinois, and Minnesota. And how the school districts... And the education departments work overtime to try and present the, oh, well, yes, we're following the curriculum. But it is what they do underneath that would require time to to dig in, to then cross-reference with other commentaries to figure out what it is they're trying to say and how they move uh, an anti-capitalist message throughout, how they focused on this idea of Equity, equity, meaning outcomes, as opposed to whether or not there is a value to these systems. How they push the this idea of oppressed oppressor. How they put everything in the racial lens through some of the comparative analysis that they don't allow for certain conversations, but only allow for these conversations. You will lose your mind. I read this story. I, w- I was, I was. I'd had a meeting, I was at a cigar lounge. I read this story and then uh, threw my glasses off and spent the next 45 minutes looking uh, at Facebook Marketplace. I needed me taking 45 minutes to do nothing just to cool my head and slowly wrap my brain around how little I really know about the depths of the problem that I study. While I have the Department of Education secretary saying, well, the problem is, is that you parents are so disruptive that you're trying to make the private schools look good by, by comparison. We know what you're doing. We know what game you're playing. 
That's why we call you domestic terrorists. Yeah. It's frightening. And you are not wrong when you fight back. And you are not wrong when you homeschool. You are not wrong when you go to private school. You are not wrong for discussing these issues out loud. It is the out loud part that shows that we still have great opportunity to save education for for kids and for the future. But dear Lord, I don't think we understand at all the levels of the hate that we are up against. I'm going to try and bring that to you over the next weeks and months. Because you got to understand it. And it's going to be frustrating as can be. It's going to be frightening as can be. And then we'll keep moving forward. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is down 23. The NASDAQ is down 19. You've got electric vehicles from BMW, Nissan, and Hyundai, according to CNBC, not getting federal tax credits. I have not figured this out. If anybody has an understanding, I'm all ears. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. There are vehicles where electric vehicles that if, if you purchase, you get tax credits. And then there's a whole conversation about size of vehicles and farm vehicles and, 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 and everything else. So this list from the Treasury Department includes 16 U.S. manufactured models. Ford, GM, Tesla, and Stellantis. Ten of the models on the list qualify for the full tax credit, $7,500. The rest qualify for half. Those losing the credit, BMW, Hyundai, Nissan, Rivian, Volkswagen, and Volvo. So does that mean the thing's not made in the U.S.? Is is that what I'm to, to take from this? Things not made in the U.S. Uh, get get no love at all. Now, normally I'd be fine with this. Normally, this this wouldn't really bother me too much. But I I, I must say that you are telling these vehicles after telling them you you, you really if you want to sell here you got to build this way you got to build that way uh, that you've got no shot here. Now, let me look at it from a different perspective. We support American manufacturing. Better to support American manufacturing than German manufacturing. Is Rivian not made in the U.S.? Do I not understand the situation? I thought they were. I thought Rivian was made in the U.S. I thought thought it was a U.S. company. I, I could very well be wrong. I would only expect, if it hasn't already, that uh, electric vehicles made in the U.S. trying to be sold somewhere else will uh, will feel the wrath, right? That though that those companies will be like, oh yeah, well, you 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 think you can just get away with that? Well, here's what we're gonna do to you in this country, that country, the other. I don't think they'll well accept the idea. That's just one man's take. Meanwhile, I got to find me a 76 Cadillac Eldorado. This is Tony Katz today.
So while I do look at it in a personal way, will I be proven right or wrong? I think the larger context conversation is, will we be proven right or wrong? And maybe even larger still, will Bud Light be proven right or wrong? Because dear Lord, not a day is going by where someone isn't discussing what's going on with Bud Light and this foolhardy maneuver with Dylan Mulvaney. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what is going on? Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyCats.locals.com. Let me start with, of course, just the basics. Uh, That Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, decided to engage a promotion with a guy by the name of Dylan Mulvaney, who is a man who claims to be a woman and not only engages this horrific caricature of a woman, this really misogynistic view uh, of a woman. It is is so completely and totally uh, insulting because it's not a woman. It's like this preteen girl thing. It's... It, it, it's it's gross. It's just gross. It's wrong. I don't know why women aren't up in arms about it. Any woman who embraces this doesn't even... Giving up feminism. From feminism, from feminists to misogynists in less than a generation is something else. And that's true of Megan Rapino. It's true of Sue Bird. And I would have this conversation with them. Who are they? They're women, so they're experts? Well... Being a woman is a totally subjective thing based on Dylan Mulvaney's commentary. So, you know, that goes right out the window. And a biologist can't even tell what a woman is because according to the Dylan Mulvaney supporters of the world, you are whatever it is you say you are. So what would it matter what Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird, uh, soccer player and basketball player respectively, have to say? They have no expertise in anything All they are are women who, well, I guess they claim they'll be women. Now, I would call them women who claim to be feminists. That much is true. uh, Deciding that they're actually misogynists because they think that the men who claim that they are women should be able to play in sports. And that is a hatred of women that I honestly cannot begin to understand. There's a story over there at Fox from a a, a PR guy, uh, Enrico Communications, where uh, they think um, it, this is all going to be very, very good for Bud Light, that they're going to end up selling more beer. Now, I don't know if that's true, but I have stated very, very clearly that I am not listening to the people claiming, oh my gosh, look at the hit that Bud Light has taken. Look at the hit Anheuser-Busch has taken. Oh, they've learned their lesson. The hell they have. Ask me in four months is exactly what I said. So now three and a half months. Ask me in three and a half months where the Bud uh, stock price is, the Anheuser-Busch stock price is. Ask me then. And then I will uh, tell you what's what. When I see where the price of that stock is, whether or not sales of Bud Light have rebounded. Yeah, they took some hits uh, for, for, you know, for now. But are the hits still the same today? Are they not selling today? They weren't selling five days ago. Are they selling Bud Light today? People get angry. They put out their videos. They say, hey, let's get the click. And then the world goes back to normal. People are still watching Disney+. Plus. True, less people, uh, you could say, are going to the theme parks, although I don't have the full data on that. But that has to do with the theme parks costing $9 billion a ticket. 
not because of their wokeness. I will argue that Americans are exhausted by the wokeness. And the people claiming, oh, you're using the word woke as a a buzzword. You're using it as a racist term. Oh, kiss off. You sound so silly. All you did was tell us about woke and tell us about woke. And then we started utilizing the term to mock what it is you're doing. And all of a sudden you see you can't use that term. It's this and that and the other. You're not in charge of language. So why don't you just shut it already? Why don't you just stop? You sound like a bunch of lunatics. But no one ever tells them to stop, and they never stop anyway, even if they were told to stop. This uh, this guy is like, uh, I think it was a good move. I think the backlash will go away, and people will remember them forever for doing this, and I bet they sell more beer. It's a, it's a weird take, because what is it that people are going to remember? What is 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 it that that people are going to remember? They're going to remember that what Bud Light did was inject something that shouldn't have been injected into the conversation. And to explain this, we need the help of the ladies. Oh, stop that, you. Well, I don't even know why that's playing. To to do this. I was doing this dramatic buildup, and now nothing. Do I have to do it? I'll do it again. To explain this, we need the help from the ladies. Of the view. Oh, God! See, I I was doing all that for that joke. Doing all that for that joke. Ew, David. All right, that's enough. You don't need to be doing that. I hate Eleanor Nazis. Whoa, up! You can't be calling the ladies of the view Nazis. The ladies of the view call you a Nazi. That's how that works. That's how that goes. Listen to this conversation. But I want to know, what are you so angry about? Beer... (laughs) Does not have a. I mean, it's not a Democrat or a Republican. Yeah. It doesn't have. It doesn't beer. have a belief system. It's just beer. <laughs> and, and the thing is, it's like I think that these people that were destroying their own beer, which is also kind of dumb. Well, thanks for um, the money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, they also are making this out to be a trans. It's 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 a, this is a transphobic issue, right? We know that this country is highly transphobic. It's so it, and it's unbelievable to me that this still goes Let's on. Let's say that many of the transphobic people get the attention. I doubt that the country's as transphobic. I, I hope as, I hope the country is not yeah. as transphobic as it appears to be. But now, if you want to discuss getting something wrong, as wrong as wrong can be. Uh, the ladies of the view do this, and they do this by thinking they're funny and intellectual. So let's take the one-two punch here. Let's start with Whoopi Goldberg's commentary. What are you getting worked up about? It's just beer. It doesn't have a belief system. It's just beer. It's not Democrat or Republican. It's just beer. Whoopi, we agree. That's exactly the point. It isn't political. It's just beer. So why did they do this? Why did they take something that was just beer, that people could just buy and just drink, and turn it into this political thing? Why did they bother us? Just who the hell does Anheuser-Busch think they are? They bothered us. Americans were minding their own business, drinking a Bud. And then Budweiser came out and said, well, you know what? We're going to shove this right in your face. 
No one asked for it. No one drinking a Budweiser asked for it. No one grabbing a long neck asked for it. Nobody with a can of Bud Light, all those Bud Lights in a coolers are going tailgating, doing other things, asked for it. No one asked for it. But you did it anyway. You did it anyway. And then when the people said, what the hell are you doing throwing this in our face? Sonny Hostin comes along and says, well, you know America is so transphobic. Listen, misogynist, it's not our fault that you hate women. Oh, you got yours. You're on The View. You're making some sweet cash. Tell those other girls to just kiss off, especially the ones in sports. Tell them they have to compete against men. Tell them they have to give up their seat to a man on the bus. Tell them they have to give up their place on the metal stand to a man. Oh, yeah, forget you, ladies. Men are women now, and they're better than you are. They're better at the sports, they're better at it all, and you just have to take it. And the all, the swimming, the soccer, the the name of the sport. Men who are in any level competitive will be better, stronger and faster in the vast, vast, vast majority of cases than women. And Riley Gaines, the swimmer, the NCAA swimmer, the 12-time champion, proves this through her own dealings. So yes, I I really should slow down when I when I have this conversation. Because I, I, I will admit, I get beyond disgusted with the word manipulation. The people were doing nothing. Budweiser punches them in the face. The people say, hey, who are you punching in the face? And then Sonny Host and Whoopi Goldberg say, why are you complaining about being punched in the face, you bigots? That's exactly what just happened here. Country is homophobic? What, is, what kind of statement is this? I'm sorry, transphobic. The country is opposed to the idea that you're pushing this on children. The country is opposed to the idea that you're not interested in protecting children. That's not transphobia. Protecting children is not transphobia. Wanting children to change their gender is creepy and weird. Sonny Hostin, which one are you? Are you a protector of children or are you creepy and weird? Well, children can decide. Children cannot decide. It's time for you to be a grown-up. Children cannot decide because we call them children. Children can't make this decision. Children deserve love. Children deserve understanding. But that doesn't mean we give them puberty blockers. It doesn't mean we give them surgery. It doesn't mean we accept name changes or anything else. It's not what it means. Thinking that children can do this is weird and creepy and dangerous and abusive. And thinking that the country is transphobic because they don't want politics in their beer, especially politics that involve a misogynist like Dylan Mulvaney, who you, a fellow misogynist, Sonny Hostin, is supporting, thinking that's transphobia is just nonsense garbage. Why would anyone take you seriously? But there you're going to be on TV tomorrow, on TV the next day, spewing the same nonsense, the same pseudo-intellectualism. You don't even understand the power of your position and how you abuse it. And you abuse it in a way that allows the abusers more opportunity to be abusive. I swear to you guys, how I don't have a show on ABC freaking astounds me. But I think it's kind of amazing that that some people think that this isn't going to have a, an effect on, on Bud Light, and they're saying so with definitiveness. 
just like it's amazing that people think that this is going to have an effect on Bud Light with definitiveness. We, we don't know. We don't know. What we do know is that the people at Guinness are screwed. You see, Ron DeSantis was asked about the wokeness. And Ron DeSantis says, uh, look, uh, we're not going to put up with this. We're not going to be any, any, any part of this. There's no reason for this woke political activism. The people also side with us on wanting to see an economy where businesses focus on their core missions rather than indulging in woke political activism. And what you see happening, and look, some of it's annoying, some of it they're virtue signaling, and it is grating, and honestly, I think, you know, what's going on here? You see Bud Light and doing all this stuff. But some of this stuff, I think, is really insidious. When you look at movements like ESG, environment, social governance, what they are trying to do is they're trying to hijack corporate power in order to advance an ideological agenda. Without question, that's true about ESG, and he's right about uh, Bud Light. In a different, I think it was a different interview, he said, look, I, I, I've had Budweiser before, but I'm not really a Bud guy. I like, I like the stouts. When my wife and I go out for a beer, we like the stouts. We like Guinness. So when Whoopi Goldberg says this boycott of Bud Light is so ridiculous, and, and you can think that it is, how soon will it be before the political left is like, oh, I don't drink Guinness? And, and the poor Guinness people, they must have heard a bit about this and been like, oh, son of a... Because they know, they know it's a thing. Oh, Guinness, can we have comments? What do you mean, can we have comments? We're not political, we sell beer. We're from Ireland and we're not political. Leave us alone. Which is the only answer, by the way. But you better bet, there are going to be some people, oh, I won't go to any restaurant that serves Guinness. That's what Ron DeSantis drinks. How soon? How soon are you going to see it? By the way, consider this a point for DeSantis because I am also a stout and porter guy. The IPA people, they don't make any sense to me. The IPA people, uh, why, why is it so popular? Why are IPAs so popular? They're everywhere. You go to a bar that's got a bunch of things on, on tap, and like it's oh, we have like 27 taps. And, and what do you serve? Nothing but IPAs. Oh, and Blue Moon. That's it. That's what we serve beginning to end. Uh, do you have like, like, like a, I don't know, like an oatmeal stout? Oatmeal stout. This isn't a breakfast place, pal. We've got IPAs and, and Shock Top, and that's it. That's 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 what we have. That's what we we, we have. And sometimes we serve a, a Stella Artois. A, a, a st st Stella what? Stella Artois. Don't you speak French? You, you mean Stella Artois? By the way, is it French? I don't even know. Is Stella Artois French? Do I have to look this up too now? Stella Artois beer, A-R-T-O-I-S. It's Belgian. It's Belgian. So um, I guess French would be closer. No, wouldn't it? They're oh, they're gonna they're gonna absolutely go crazy on on Guinness, which uh, fine because because more for me. If you're asking me, am I willing to give up Bud Light for Guinness? If I have to make the choice, I say I accept your terms. But is Bud Light going to suffer or not for their adding of politics to beer? Time will tell. Give it time. 
I'm Tony Katz. I really don't know how many more problems Southwest Airlines can have, but I think bigger than that is exactly how many problems are airlines having with flights. I don't, I mean, I, I remember cancellations as a kid and as, as, as a young man. Of, of course it happened, but it seems like the regular, is the regularity really regularity these days? Or is it a media explosion of the things that are happening to make you think it's more extreme than it is? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, Southwest Airlines, for a while there, uh, who, who knows, it may, may come back, paused all the departures today because of a technical problem. So, like, right before noon, there was more than 1,500 flights, 36% of the Southwest schedule, that were delayed. Now, according to every source uh, that I had a, a while back, just a little while, guys, a while back, like it was five years ago, uh, this has been uh, lifted, and uh, everything is back uh, to square, even though it might take a little bit of a while for these flights to get back rolling properly. But my question remains, is this happening way more often than normal? Or is it just because I'm sitting on this side of the microphone and reporting on it, I'm reporting on it more often because we talk about these things more often. I just want to double check. I think it's the first. I think it's actually happening more often and I'd like to know why. If only because I'm flying next week and I don't want any problems. But it's not on Southwest, so maybe I'll be okay. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Find everything, tonycats.locals.com. Tony Katz.